episode 97 I, I i never know who's doing it anymore i don't know if it's me or you <laughs> it's, it's getting it's getting closer to the big one though it's, it is it's, it's good um well i don't think we've had much discussion everyone's everyone's really busy just now pretty much pretty uh, much like i'm like i wanted to get one in today and i've got jamie coming in I think I think we said Tuesday. It was meant to be Friday, but I think his brother was up from Grangemouth, so we're going to do Tuesday because yeah. I just want to get to it now, right? Like I'm I'm ready yeah. for the big one. So yeah. um, well, well, that was kind of a better idea than what what you mean, like because we were going to do like a, a dress rehearsal almost for one hundred with the four of us. Yeah, but you kind of doing separate ones with the three of us, and then we'll do one with the four of us for a hundred. work better and obviously it, it's ridiculous how hard it is to get four people where times matching together isn't well, it? that's why like, i've been like putting shouts in the group chat just now like when can we do because i know it's going to probably better to like plan now rather than like the week of or when it comes around to it so like my kind yeah. of thought is this one um don't worry we've not been resorted to zoom again uh, lee is coming in over the phone and it's quite cool it makes yeah. you sound like you're on radio like i've just got you on like um, you've just won like thirty-one thousand pounds for naming thirty-one flavors this of crisps. This is MSR, or win it minute. Yeah, win yeah. it minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I was I would... on that one. I done. I think I got two out of ten. Ridiculous score. Ridiculous Aye. score. They set you up yeah. a little bit. No, like <laughs> it's not the first time I've been on MSR because I've been on MSR for different things. All right. Okay. But, all good. I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all like quiz things. I'll, I'll tell you a story about it one in a second, but like it's people say like oh when you're on TV it's a different kind of pressure and things like that. It totally is. Even they put you on the spot. Like I generally try to think I'm quite passionate about good general knowledge, and this the questions when I'm reading when I'm listening back to them I'm like I knew that I, mm-hmm. I absolutely knew that. But when you're on the spot. And I was actually in a client's bathroom at the time. I was doing my caring job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was in a client's bathroom and I was like, oh, MSR, because what they do is they phone you and they're like, can you take a call in 10 minutes? And I'm like, uh, sure. And then I didn't know what I was going to be doing, but yeah, I t- took a call in a client's bathroom. <laughs> were, were you like transparent with it or did, were you like, oh, I'm just going to have to go in here to like, I don't know, refill toilet paper or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just said I had to go on the phone for a minute, but like I didn't say who I was on the phone to. I, I make it sound but, like um, one of your family members is in distress with a reality or like doing trivial pursuit on the fucking radio. I, exactly. The, the questions weren't hard as well, but I there's there's another story. So I actually got I I got through to the they done this MFR keys thing um, about ten years ago, I'm gonna say where you had to phone up and you had to ask a simple question and then you all got invited to this like open day for this new housing scheme in Nairn. And what you had to do is you all had to line up in a huge line and you all got given a key with a number. And you all had to try the, the door on the house. And if your door unlocked the door, you got five grand. Right. So I think there, I think there was 300 people there. And every 25 or 30 people, they would make an alarm sound and they would win like a £50 Tesco voucher or just something small. 
So I, I got like key number 200, I'm going to say like 250, 260, something like that. Right. The fucking person that won the five grand won it at like 200. So I queued for 200 people and didn't even get to try my fucking key in the door. <laughs> I was raging. I was also extremely hungover, which didn't help the fact. But um, yeah. Never does really, does it? No, absolutely raging. I stood in a, 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 a line for like two hours for nothing. <laughs> hey, but here I was kind of. I want to ask you a question. Do you think doing stuff like this has helped that? Obviously, it's a different scale. Like I know, like in what, what, what terms? Like, what do you mean? Well, like in terms of like because when it comes to like radio or TV or whatever, they say it's different, and you're right. But I think that's just the whole kind of camera public speaking thing in general, isn't it? Like. I know this is different because we kind of pre-record it and then if like we were to fuck up in any way, I would edit it out or whatnot. Um, hence why yeah. I'm kind of against ever doing like a live podcast. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, you've went from someone that kind of j- just came on when we had Kev on to now being yeah. like a mainstay uh, on the Northeast Corner. And obviously you've went on. Congratulations, by the way, on starting the Football Journals. Um, Thank you. You have officially got more reviews on spotify than the northeast corner in one episode than we have in 97 and i'm not bitter about that at all um so yeah congratulations my but is, is all this kind of help that kind of aspect like i'm not saying if someone was like are you uh if you were to go on fucking i don't know something like good morning britain tomorrow would you be like comfortable yeah. with it but i would imagine this is like improved or uh diluted that feeling of stage fright i, I don't want to say stage fright but you know what i mean yeah, I, I I've got no no qualms about being in front of a camera or that anymore. Like that doesn't doesn't even bother me. I don't even notice the camera there when we're doing a podcast. Like I tr- truly like, as you say, like I say to so many people when we get guests on things, it's just chatting, and like it doesn't feel like that for the first one or two. But see, once you've done three or four of these, like I'd like to ask Fraser how. One of the questions I should have asked him at the end of the podcast was, "How was the first podcast and the second podcast compared to the first podcast?" Because I can guarantee, you, like, it's completely different for him. He's it's the first one's a bit nervy because your cameras, you're in a new setting, you're speaking to two people, you don't know the questions you're going to get. Second time, you're like, "All right, I know these guys." It's a bit of a chat. That's why to me, it's just I, I, I quite like it now. I quite like it. Definitely. That's, Part of the reason I, I, I started a new podcast, I, I also like. I, I was desperate to do more football talk. northeast corner football episodes, mm-hmm. but I was like, I do. We we got a little bit football heavy for a while. There's a, there's a I think there's a episodes maybe sixty or seventy odd where we done like a couple of football ones, like not in a row, but certainly quite close together. And I quite enjoyed them ones and that kind of thought, all right, okay, maybe start something. And then going along with you starting up the studio, I thought, well, this this kind of, everything's just kind of matching up. place. Yeah. And then also at the same time, I've just started my own, like, coaching journey. So, yeah, what I'm trying to do, mate, is I'm trying to get a little bit obsessed with what I do just now. Because if I do that, then, like, mental health, hasn't been great over the last 18 months or so mm. and I'm just trying to get a little bit of focus on that in my life and 
it's 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 going it's going good, and we're go, we're we're going in the right direction. Let's just say. Awesome, mate. Happy to hear that. And it's interesting yeah. you uh, mentioned Fraser there. Um, I'm not going to say any specifics here or anything, but uh, he will be coming on again at some point. That's all I'll say. So you will have a chance to ask him that question that uh, yeah. you just remembered there. Um, but uh, speaking of Fraser, just when you mentioned it there, I wanted to ask you this, and I kind of wanted to ask you this after uh, we just stopped recording with him last time, but usually it's kind of like we have time for like a five-minute chat and then, you know, it's, you know, we've yeah. got a, I'm away in editing and, you know, you're obviously got uh, duties as a parent and work the next day or whatever it may be. Did you know, yeah. well, for me, and I, I would, I'd, I'd probably like to ask him this, um, whether we see him outside of a kind of podcasting setting or whether it is him coming back on. Did you know, I thought there was like a really big, I don't want to say he was different, but I, I don't mean that like, oh, he changed or anything, but it was cool to see that you could tell that that kind of period of, adversity and going away training and all this type of things that happened to him in between us speaking to him in November and then us speaking to him a few weeks ago it felt like yep. there had been like a, a I would say an element of um I don't want to say an element of growing up but like you could tell from the first episode he came in he was like uh he always is very smiley and welcoming and uh, uh, conducts himself yep. in a good manner and everything um not saying that he didn't the second time but there was an element of more uh, I don't want to say seriousness, but like dialed in, if you know what I mean, where it seemed like we kind of discussed it with him at the yeah. time. Like he's a guy that was I'm, like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm going this. I'm going this uh, in the first one, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean, but he's um, like, he seems just very focused on the next fight, just take the next fight and just on to the next step. He's not like thinking fights ahead who do I want to fight he seems very on course if you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah 100% um, it's, it's it's good to see like as we said after the first one we probably hadn't met somebody that age more determined and probably more focused and that second episode to me just kind of planted that even more so and, and, I, I, and I, I think like the first time like, we spoke, what, like how old? How old's Fraser? Twenty-two. I think he's, he's twenty-two, going on twenty-three. I think. What were you doing at twenty-two years old, mate? Um, I, I wasn't fighting for titles. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I was in the pub most weekends. Yeah, I didn't want to come out and say it like that, but you know, hey, yeah. caught red-handed. But um, yeah, I I suppose as well. Like I'm not saying like his kind of enthusiasm and kind of diving head first into everything when he first kind of came in with what we were talking about the first time because he was that was just on the the eve of him achieving probably one of the greatest things that a sports person's achieved from this local area i'm not saying that just because we're obviously mates with him and we've had him on a few times but like you know yeah. that's a big deal in it like i said to him at the time like when people look back 20 30 years 50 years from now who was the first ever professional boxing champion from um from murray his name pops up you know what i mean and that's nothing to be yeah shaking your head at or anything but um i think obviously as well that he's went full time with it now because obviously to like he, the first five six fights he was juggling being a pro work. and work right whereas now obviously he's yeah. through in aberdeen with um northern sport club and that as well that's kind of um you know i don't say tunnel vision but you know what i mean he's full full steam ahead on the boxing front yeah absolutely mate and i, I I think like he's got the character to take it. I I can't say like all the way because I don't know, but 
definitely a long way, you know. It's, um, it's, I keep going back to it, but his mindset's unbelievable. His mindset's unbelievable. And you know what? He's, I, I, I don't know. It's maybe a question you should ask him as well. But like, I don't think he's got like a mental coach or anything like that. No, but I suppose like sometimes people around you are that, right? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be a sports psychologist or any type of like these terms. I know I'm not saying that these people don't have a use or anything. I'm sure they do. But, you know, from Mm -hmm. the likes of the people that he surrounds himself with, whether it had been in his earlier days when he was at Elgin Boxing Club and, you know, his family, I'm I'm sure as well. And now the people that he's around at uh, Northern Sport Club and all the people that are involved in his kind of promotion side of things as well. Like I'm sure this all helps um but yeah like I, I keep up with his stories and that on instagram and like he's all like yeah. he's out running like 24 7 you know what i mean like seems like the you know that For- forrest gump segment in the film where he's just running for like a year <laughs> <laughs> ends up back in elgin <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I know he'll be listening to us like a person would be well I, this person won't be listening to us but i know fraser will, will, will probably be listening to us and um, like a person I'd be interested to get on the podcast is the guy is it Davy McAllister the guy that actually trains the pro boxer hi the hi, the guy that's training Fraser now at Northern Sport yeah I think it's definitely Davy but I, I I don't know I think it might be McAllister I might have that wrong if I've got that wrong I apologise but that would be a good guy because like we've we've heard Ratchet's side from the amateurs you know yeah we're obviously the, yeah because Ratchet's not primarily a pro coach, right? He did it for the likes of Smarty and Fraser because they turned pro. But like, like they said, anyway, they knew at some point that wasn't going to last forever, right? There was going to be a point where he was going to let them go to a, yep. you know, someone that is specifically pro or bust. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, mate. So yeah, that would that would be a class podcast if we could make that one day. Um, yeah, but no, I and um, also like. We we have Smarty coming back on too. And do we do? So, um, you know, it's 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 good. Like I I like that we've got returning guests because there's always you always go away from podcasts thinking ah, I should have asked this or I should have asked that, and now you get a chance. You know, even better. I know that but, we uh, we found out we weren't the most popular podcast in Murray, and that was devastating to us at the time. But can we now claim the number one spot for the top boxing podcast in Murray? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Until I get a boxer on the football journals, that is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> just, just remember who produces your show, sir. But um, I, I, I want to ask you about the football journal stuff. How, how are you feeling about that? Because as someone that um, his job now is primarily to sit and listen to people. Uh, speaking, I mean, on the football journals, like I have a little bit of input. I, I maybe chimed in a little bit too much. I was maybe thinking it was a Northeast Corner episode by mistake to begin with. So no. I guess there's like that kind of hurdle for me to get over. But I, I really enjoyed it. Like I'm, I'm buzzing to get the next ones in. And obviously, when more uh, people come in to do shows in here and stuff like that, I'm sure people do different things and whatever. But um, you've obviously yeah. got a, a a guy coming on from a. I won't give it yeah, away, I, but like a certain um, supporter background and obviously what Dominic coming on as well. Yeah, so November and December are looking pretty good, but to be fair. Um, November, we've got my mate Belder coming on, who's who's the biggest set of fan I've ever met in my life. 
He was actually right. Do you want to know how big a Celtic fan he is? Go he for was it. away Spurs Arsenal today because uh, Ange manages Spurs. Really? So yeah, man. So he, he holds like no bitterness that Ange kind of was like, oh, "I'm staying," and then Mary Poppins that uh, out of there. He didn't say in his Facebook post that is that's the reason, but I've never seen him at a Spurs or Arsenal game before in my life, and he's all over the country, all over the world, watching football. Um, I he sent me a message on Tuesday night from Feyenoord from Rotterdam, sorry, um, <laughs> saying we got beat by a bad free kick. Um, can't remember the rest of the message. So yeah, he he's everywhere, mate. He's home and away in Europe. He's and he's got some stories. Um, one of his stories, he was. I'm, I'll give you a quick preview of it. Is about um, he went away to I think it's Poland or something like that, and the game got cancelled. But he just um, he, he just kept the tickets and the flights and went anyway and went and watched some local games or something like that. <laughs> so like the guy's just mad for football. He goes to all the Scotland games and everything as well. So yeah, he's a good crack. And then we've got Dominic coming on. So I've been coaching with Dominic for the last month now. Um, so it'll be a bit different. I've got a few things I can ask him to, to do with coaching and that. Um, Ian, hopefully, if if he gets back to me, I've I've, I've tried to add him on Facebook, but there's not been that word yet. But he's, he's a busy guy. I'll uh, reach out to him again because I I think I might be doing a bit of a film job for him <laughs> for his business. So um, I'll I'll uh, I'll mess I'll mention again because I've got to get back to him about something. Um, but yeah, it's looking yeah. good on that front, man. I'm going to also say on the football journals, like I'm, I'm going to be reaching out. But what I would, what my goal is, right, is I would like to cover all 32 teams, uh, no, 42 teams in the top four leagues in Scotland, where I can get a fan of every single team on. That 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 would be a nice start for me for the next couple of years, and just work from there. Yeah. Um, I also, always have like multiple episodes like I'm going to have a few Celtic fans on I'm going to have a few Man United fans on and things like that but I'd like to cover everyone's team so when somebody looks up the podcast there's at least one episode for everyone to listen to if you know what I mean yeah definitely because um, I know that there's there's Celtic fans won't have listened to episode one because it's a Rangers episode and vice versa with episode three you know aye, <laughs> aye. tribalism never yeah. dies no <laughs> um, can I tell you about a funny away day? Well, not my away day story, but uh, you mentioned there, um, like he goes to Feyenoord, and, and you know, like I guess he's probably followed Celtic in Europe. It would be a fair like assumption to make in that. Um, yeah. Do you remember when I was mentioning um, a guy called Nicky Campbell when we were doing the football journals episode? Um, yeah. So he hangs about with uh, Mian, who you know, right? You might, you must have. Yeah. Um, yeah, there. I'll have to show you this video on Facebook because it's fucking hilarious, right? But they they go and follow Celtic in the Champions League, Europa League, whatever European competition they're in, right? And they were in, I believe it was Den Haag, not Ten Hag, the Man yeah. United manager. Like there was a city, there's a city called Den Haag. Um, yeah, because uh, the English version is the Hague. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so they were over there. I guess Celtic were playing. Den Haag or whatever team uh, plays from there and they came across a random security guard outside of the stadium in Den Haag that was wearing a hip shirt 
Oh yeah, let me tell me about this. Yeah, they were just like they were like, wee, wee. It was like they were like, check the state. It was like check this, like fucking being in Den Den Hog, Netherlands, and the security guards a fucking Hibs fan. <laughs> but I've got a theory that like, because it kind of looks like uh, is Nikki's filming it and me and speaking to the. Uh, the, the security guard and I'm not even sure the security guard probably knows what me and saying to him like he kind of looks a bit perplexed by the whole situation so I kind of have a theory that he might have just got that in a charity shop and he doesn't actually support Hibernian and yeah, yeah. and like, like just being like what the fuck is going on here there was also a good story of Nicky Campbell when I seen him in a pub and he like he's also a massive Celtic fan and I can tell you what season this was it was when Celtic had just signed is it Nafir Shifji or Nadir Shifji? Do you know who I'm oh, on about yeah. here? Yeah, horrific signing. Right. So he came in and he had him on the back of his shirt, right? And he had a bet on that Celtic were going to beat this team, whoever they were playing in like Europe in the qualifying rounds. 3 1. Yeah. 91st minute. It's 3 1 Celtic. And Celtic hit this team on the break and make it 4 1 with the last kick of the game. I have never seen someone so destroyed to see their own team score. Uh, <laughs> I think he lost out on something meant like four hundred pounder. <laughs> <laughs> I never bet on my own team, eh? apart from an old fan. Yeah, apart from an old fan, always put Celtic on bet. Apart from that, I will never bet on Celtic. No uh, way. I'm just so I had a Scottish Cup day out as well this weekend. Um, oh, what did you? How was that result? He's got beat. Did you know? Four 0 Yeah. Yeah. But um the highlight, because uh, there wasn't many highlights for Lossy, um unfortunately, was um one of the I should have brought this up on the football journals as well. Like one of the best experiences for me going to Grant Park is hearing like I don't want to say the I don't want to say the older generation, I don't want to be disrespectful, but there's guys that go down there and give like the refs and the opposition some not like abuse or but like stick, but in like a more kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek manner it's not like swearing at them or anything like mental like that um but i i i would say the doric twang starts uh getting pretty prevalent and uh one of the beef juniors coaches was like proper full-on right like i would have hate to have seen him if he was losing right because the stick he was giving some of his players at like one nil up was like it was crazy right which i guess might be the sign of a good coach and uh this guy that was sat in front of me and my cousin at the game was like, uh, oh, that shocking language, right? And the the guy just kind of played it off as like, I'm sorry, it just comes out of me because like I think Beath are like they're near Glasgow, I believe. Um, yeah. And then he swore again, like I don't know, ten minutes later, I think someone had missed a chance, and the guy was uh, the guy that was sitting in front of us was like, now that's the last time I'm gonna tell you about that language. So the guy was like, I'm sorry, sorry, it just slips out. It probably will happen again, but I will apologize again, right? So then I think Lossie got like a bit of a dodgy free kick. Like I think it was like someone had sold a, uh, someone had sold, someone had, someone had sold the referee a, a, a tenner for a fiver or a fiver for a ten fiver for a tenner. I always mix that one up. Um, and this guy went mental, right? And he was going, yeah. at the, uh, he was chatting to the assistant ref or uh, not the assistant ref, the third official. And the, the, the guy was like giving him jip, like, uh, don't be go speaking to the referee now. And the guy just lost it. It went from being, oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean it. He was like, you're doing my fucking nothing. And the guy was like, you're going to come up here and say that to my face. I'm like, 
holy shit, I was <laughs> like, I'm not going to have to get in the middle of some fucking dude from down south and some like guy is just chilling watching the game. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Bad shit was on at them games. Oh, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I were, were they a good team? I would say so. I think... Um, I think there's still a, I overheard someone I think saying that they won the West Scottish League or something last year but they're still technically a junior team because they there's some kind of issue in with the licensing or something like that um, I'm obviously not an expert on that type of stuff but like they, they were well due their win like I'm not saying like you know it was pretty um, uh, how would I say uh, it was just you know there wasn't many lossy chances um, there was like the odd one but you know, I thought Beath kind of dominated the game for like eighty-five percent of it. So it was interesting what uh, Luke was saying on the football journals that, like, obviously with Elgin City getting their Scottish Cup run, that is they'd drawn one of the old firm teams. Like, it's an instant quarter of a million pound. Like, if you Jeez. get one of them away, yeah, man, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, you. Like, you know you're going to get pumped, but, like, you know it's enough to sustain your club for the next five years. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, no, um, Scottish Cup's good. I think Elgin got Gene Field Swifts in the next round. Um, But I kind of want to see uh, Elgin City versus Bucky Thistle because that's, like, the top end of the Highland League versus the bottom end of League Two. Do you think and Bucky Thistle like, eventually will like make that jump, like the likes of Elgin and Inverness and you know Cove Rangers recently as well? Do you think that will eventually happen? I think so. Yeah, I think they're good enough. They're, they're, they've been like there or thereabouts the last two or three years, and then obviously they've got they've, they've recruited really well this this summer. Um, but I think, yeah. That's why I would like to see a game between the two because I think that would show the, El- show the level that Elgin are at. If Elgin can't win that, then maybe they aren't at the League 2 level. But if Elgin, obviously, if, if Bucky can't win that, then obviously they're not at the League 2 level. So I think that would be an interesting game between the two of them. Plus, I think that would be a huge crowd regardless of what what, what uh, ground it was at. Like. Aye, for sure. And I think... I think the one thing that maybe stops teams from making that leap as well, because like you said, Bucky Thistle have kind of dominated the Highland League probably for the last 15 years. Obviously, like, they've not won it every year, but, they, you know, they're always in the race for it at the very least. Um, yeah. I think it's always an investment thing, right? Like, I think Inverness got a bit of investment, managed to make the leap. Elgin the same. Uh, Cove Rangers have obviously got investment behind them that have allowed them to yeah. do that. So I guess that's maybe more the kind of, uh, you know, that's kind of the more issue about going up rather than the kind of are they ready for it or whatnot. Yeah, you you always need that investment because, as you say, Elgin's not Elgin's probably the ones that the only ones that have not had that major investment, and they're the ones that have stagnated. Cove Rangers, Peterhead, Inverness, Ross County all came up at the same time as Elgin, and, and Ross County and Cali both went on to win Scottish Cups. Cove Rangers have went right away up the leagues. Peterhead have been up there. They've won the Petrofat Cup a few times and things like that. So 
you know, it's only really Elgin who've not had major investment that have stagnated. But Elgin, Elgin have always struggled to get because of our location. We're not we're not near a big city. You know, Inverness is quite a big city compared to Elgin. Aberdeen's quite a big city. Glasgow's huge compared to it. We, we struggle to get local players, and I, I like. I don't know what it is. But we've always had like a, a very central belt based team in Elgin. Yeah, uh, I know for one for a little while there was two sets of training happening, and it was the local lads training up here one night a week in the Glasgow based lads training down in Glasgow another night, and they weren't training together. So I, I don't think that's the case anymore. But I knew, know that it was the case for a good while. Like I think as well, like. Me and my cousin were discussing this the other day when we were at the game. <clears throat> it was like, see, when you were growing up in school and you would like play football as a kid, and you know yeah. whether it would be if you were going to boys league or if you were going to soccer sevens or whatever it may be in the local area, you were always told about scouts, right? But it was only ever two scouts in terms of the teams. It was only ever Aberdeen and Ross County. Like there was not even uh, a mention of Inverness, right? Like I never used to hear, oh, there might be an Inverness scout there. It was always Aberdeen, Ross County, which kind of blows my mind a little bit. Because, you know, Dingwall's yeah. not exactly huge. You know, I would say Inverness is a much bigger place than Dingwall. And Ross County have kind of dominated that Highland kind of scouting system. Obviously, alongside Aberdeen, who are a bigger powerhouse, you would have to kind of concede. Yeah. Aberdeen, um, yeah. Elgin, Aberdeen, Ross County was the three teams that used to scout when I was a kid. I would never hear Inverness in the scouting. Saying that, I did did know a few boys that went to Inverness training, but I, as I said, I don't ever remember hearing about the scouts down there or anything like that. Also, see before Inverness made the transition, you know when they were Inverness Thistle FC before they became Cali? Yeah. Can you tell me who their last game was? Lossy. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah, 94, I think. Yeah, the, the full game is on YouTube. It's... Uh, it's, it's quite a claim to fame for Lossie then. Ah, uh, here, we take what we can get. <laughs> I remember um, I remember when Inverness signed a player called Marius Nicolay. And that was a huge sign for Inverness at the time. He was like Romanian international. Mm-hmm. He was at Porto under Jose Mourinho and things like that. Jesus. And like I remember him going and thinking Inverness were on the way up, but they haven't really done much Inverness since. Always, always had a good, good manager though. Like Harry Butcher's had a good spell there. John Hughes, Hughes has had a good spell there. Um, yeah, I, I did, did, did enjoy Cali when they were in the league because it was one of the stadiums you could go to and actually get tickets for a game. You know, and it's it's only thirty miles down the road. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's one of the coldest stadiums in Scotland. It's unbelievably cold because you're right on like the sea. The, yeah, yeah, it's like the sea, like Murray first bit, and it's just freezing, man. Absolutely freezing. Mind you, being a Tadre, that's worse. Is that um, is that next right, to the sea as well, or is it more like inland? No, that's right on the beach. Right on the beach, man. It's it's ridiculously cold. Well, this, there's there's like one stand that faces away from it, and then the other three stands basically face onto it, and it's 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 not good. Yeah. Fair what's, what's the worst people what's the worst football stadium you've ever been to? Um Oh shit, I'm gonna have to put someone on blast, aren't I? Because fucking it's 
been mostly local ones. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Burkett Thistle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's in the middle of the woods, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely been a few cars on that road blasted the balls, like. Aye, aye. <laughs> um, but no, there's um, there's a few bad ones, but like for atmosphere and that, I've got to say like one of the worst ones I've ever been to was uh, uh, what's the one St. Johnson play at? Uh, McDermott Park. Oh, you went there. Is St. Johnson is that Perth? There, it's like right on the the main road that passes St Johnston, and I went there for a Scotland game. It was Scotland. Remember in Scotland a while back, we're doing like they'd have a game, a friendly at Padre, and then they'd have one at McDermott Park Aye. and Easter Road and things like that. Did they not have so one we went, years ago? Did they not have one at Keith Stadium as well? Wait about sorry, Keith. Uh, oh, that's quite quite a good possibility. Yeah, quite a good possibility. I'm thinking like I 2007 remember. kind of time for that. Like, I could be totally talking about ours, but I do remember something like that happening. Yeah, I remember going. I went to Petardry to see Scotland versus Nigeria. I remember that. Um, that has been within the last 15 years. At some point, I can't actually remember. And then I went to a few others, but I, I didn't enjoy McDermott Park. Um, yeah, but no, there's 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 good stadiums, proper good stadiums like Meet South Park, uh, Hamden, and things like that. As proper big atmospheres, um, I wouldn't step through an Ibrox. Just literally wouldn't do it. Got no interest in being there. But um, yeah. Speaking so, of uh, Hamden, did you see? Uh, did you see the? Uh, you obviously watched the Scotland England game. Yeah, I watched the Scotland England game. Thoughts? And, uh, we played better in the second half. Ah, it was quite. It was quite. Um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting much, but it's a friendly at the end of the day, and England played not the. I wouldn't say it was a full lineup. If you know what I mean. No, not at all, yeah. but, it, I mean, it's clear as day that Scotland's a collective unit, right? Like, they need yeah. everyone to play to their full potential to get results, and England just have yeah. some absolute world-beaters in there, you know, prime yeah. case, Jude Bellingham, right? Yeah. And and obviously, absolute. the absolute GOAT, Harry Maguire, who actually was that powerful, he scored for us. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, did, I did enjoy the Scotland fans' banner every time we touched the ball, like, it was... I was I was laughing at that because it was just like they wanted him to fail so badly and then it just worked twenty minutes later. Do do you think uh, that the heat on him's getting too much? Like do you think there's a line that's gotta be drawn eventually? No. Um but at the end of the day are we also looking at another Delhi Alley situation here? Well, I mean, from my you point know, of view, like for me he should have went to West Ham, right? Like he should have just left. Yeah. Like there like he's not going to play at Man United and when he does, it's just like one mistake away from just adding to this kind of Yeah. Cause like let's like let's call a spade a spade. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's not like 
never been classed as a world-class defender or anything, but he wasn't like a meme at Leicester, do you know what I mean? He was quite a Premier League-level respected defender. Um, yeah. It was obviously like the price tag that Man United paid for him at the time that kind of brought the first kind of, you know, first time wrong. Get It was more kind of like poking fun at United's kind of bad kind of transfer policy rather than him, but now it just kind of feels like any time that he plays, he becomes the headline for something, you know. Um, so I don't think he's done himself any favours by not going to West Ham because I think he would have went to West Ham and done pretty well, to be honest. I think they kind of have a play a, a way that suits his attributes better. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. They're, they're also a team that's like, you know, they're competing in Europe and things like that regularly. They're not... It's, no offense to anyone, but it's, they're not a Bournemouth, are they? They're not like a. It's, it's a decent level of team. If if he's starting for them, he's still going to get England call ups and things like that. I mean, he's still getting England call ups anyway. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think that I think Gareth South has really shown his true colours in the last year or so with that. Mm. And like, because you've got like Fakayo Tomori just not getting a sniff, Tomori, and he's like, Tomori is the one that it just baffles me like how can you be starting and absolutely ripping it for AC Milan and not getting a game for England yeah like that's, that's just I, I really don't get it the guy from Crystal Palace he deserves his spot in the team he's really good I can't pronounce his second name uh, is it Mark I, I know who you're on about Aye, I know who you're on about <laughs> I was going to have a go and then with, I, I was like oh yeah. actually it begins with a G yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but um, he, he's good he deserves his place um, you've got at the back like like who do you pick out of um, Ramsdale and Pickford because Pickford's playing in an Everton team that are absolutely shocking just now and I'm not saying that like he's a world beater or anything like that but he's probably the best player in that Everton team um, yeah, got, and I suppose with Ramsdale at the moment, he's kind of under threat at Arsenal with the David Raya, David Raya signing as well. Yeah, who isn't getting tested as much. You know, he's keeping a lot of clean sheets and things like that. But, um, yeah, there's... I don't know. I don't know. That, that England team has got so much potential, but I just never feel like they're going to fulfill it. I mean, to be fair, though, hasn't that been the story all along, though? Like, when have England had mm-hmm. an average team in our lifetime? Um, there was a period that, when Roy Hodgson was in charge, when they were playing, like, Rooney in the centre, and they were playing Danny Welbeck and things like that. From, they were, when you look at the teams in world football around about that time, you had France on the on the rise with... Um, uh, France, sorry, Spain on the rise with like that World Cup winning team um, you had a really good Germany a really good Argentina and that I think that was the last time you seen an, an average England squad but within that average England squad you still had a Steven Gerrard you still had a really lethal Jermaine Defoe you still had like good quality players it's not like no, no offence but it's not like you had like our best player John McGinn you know, mm-hmm. and John John McGinn wouldn't get. What about uh, you're not going to have Andy Robertson as the best player? No. Um, no, I think John McGinn brings a hell of a lot more to that. Like 
Andy Robertson plays for a better team and has played in bigger games and things like that. But when it comes to actually playing for Scotland, I don't think anyone plays better than John McGinn does. What about, what about Scott McTominay? Yeah, he's having a hell of a campaign. But if you look at, like, over the last five years... Yeah, I'm, McGinn, just, I'm just playing devil's advocate, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> John McGinn's been absolutely outstanding for Scotland for the last five years. Um, As a Celtic fan, is that, like, one of the ones that you feel got away? Because obviously he was very close to signing for Celtic before he made the move to Villa. Yeah, but, like... I also don't think we'd be speaking about it the same way if he was still at Celtic. Like, Carl McGregor doesn't get a recognition. If Carl McGregor is down at Villa doing what John McGinn is doing, he's probably better than John McGinn. But because he's at Celtic, he doesn't get the recognition for it because we're seen as having a fucking shit league. True. But, like, yeah. I suppose, Scott though, McGregor. from like a Celtic fan's point of view, you would have liked to have had him, had him for a, like a season or two and then sold him for a massive profit to... A, you know, a Premier League side anyway, eventually, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very true, but, like, answer me this. Scott Brown in his prime, would he have got into a top five side in the Premier League? No. Yeah, see, but he's a, he's a, he was the best player in Scotland by an absolute mile. You know, in his prime, there was no midfielder near him, but he wouldn't have got anywhere near a top five midfield in England so it just shows the levels you know like and it's true because like the it's strange because like the top players that have been from Scotland in the Premier League never seem to play for the old firm no no look at Keaton Tierney he's probably the one that's went and done it and and it's because he's not played in Scotland for that long you know if he'd stayed another two or three seasons at Celtic I don't think he'd have got the move to Arsenal yeah true I think um, like people always doubted him at Glash until he went out to the West Celtic and, and done things elsewhere. They were all like, always, there was always a question, oh, can he do it elsewhere? Can he do it elsewhere? It's not that good because he plays in Scotland, which is totally not true. A good player is a good player regardless of what league they play in. And obviously, a good player is a good player, but you need good competition to improve. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Like you're never going to get better. The reason Henrik Larson got better and better is because look at the we spoke about it in episode one of the Football Journalist podcast. Look at the strength of that Rangers team at the time. You know, position for position, they, the, yeah, the other ten teams around them two teams, but position for position, them team teams matched up Celtic and Rangers. I could probably match up to ninety percent of the teams in Europe at that time. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Just as good, we've said it before, a strong set like creates a strong Rangers and vice versa. True. Uh, shall we move on to a couple other things? Um, feels like we've been a bit yeah. football heavy after we're just saying we don't want to be football heavy on a northeast corner. Um, <laughs> uh, Russell Brand, have you seen the documentary that was made about uh, his uh, kind of behaviour? alleged behaviour that Channel 4 premiered recently. Yeah, I didn't like the way it was done. Not a lot of people do. I I mean, when I say this, I don't mean that I'm not open to the idea that that this might all be true and stuff like that. I do think that it's very interesting timing of when they've released it, considering, like, you know, he's not in the mainstream now, right? Like, it's not like he's in the Hollywood films like he was in maybe 10... 12 years ago, whatever. Uh, he's obviously 
been quite, you know, what people would say is controversial on the internet with how he's kind of challenged certain areas of society in terms of corporations, you know, not to go all kind of fully uh, rage against the machine with it, but, you know, that that's what he's been doing of late, right? Every kind of bit of content's kind of been, you know, big oil, big pharma, uh, military-industrial complex, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like a bit of an attack. It just... It just like- I I'm, I'll, I always try to err on the side of caution because I don't want to be like, oh, it's just absolute bullshit because I think people do that with people they like quite a lot rather than actually a view, you know, objective evidence. But I do feel like the fact that I don't believe there's been any complaints made to the authorities whatsoever, um, even no. since the documentary's released. He's kind of been radio silent as of now, right? He's not responded to yeah. it in any way. Um I do feel like because we didn't really kind of have any kind of identities and I understand that people will be like, but he's got a massive, uh, you know, pardon the pun, but he's got a massive brand, right? So he's got a lot of followers, um, which might lead to people being attacked and whatever um, online or, you know, whatnot. But at the same time, it is kind of like, it's, I don't know, like, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm not even a big Russell Brand follower, I'm not, like, someone that's, like, he's standing up to the establishment, which means none of this is true, like, I, you know, I used to watch a stand-up comedy now and again back in the day, I've watched a few films of him in it, I'm not, I'm not, think. I don't think he's, like, the Antichrist, but I don't think he's, like, a saint at the same time, right? No. And, like, no, it's just, you can, you can, I, I, and I, my opinion can be changed on this, but I just, just don't think he, like he's he's settled down, man. He's he's not the person he used to be, and I think like the way the documentary was filmed, that they've picked out so fucking specific bits out of his comedy routines and things, and like put them put them against allegations which don't seem right. You know, like there's there's no faces to these names that are making allegations. There's no police reports or anything like that. So, like, well, but what is happening? Like, is it is it because he's he's exposing things that people don't like? Well, I think that. I mean, with that said, I I take on point uh, take on board your points that you mentioned there, and I agree with some of them. There is other things of where there was text chains that they showed, and they had confirmed to them that that was his number, which, you know, I, I was kind of back and forth a little bit. Sometimes I was like, ah, that doesn't look great. I think the clipping up of his comedy is a bit low-hanging fruit, right? Like, at the, you know, when yeah. you when you use that, you can take anything from, like, an hour's worth of speaking where you're saying outrageous stuff, right? That's the whole kind of point of stand-up comedy is to... And that's style of comedy at the same time as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, it's meant to be shock value. It's meant to be yada, yada, yada. And, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I do, I, I, it's just, it's hard to get the, like, it's hard to kind of, uh, not, I'm, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm not saying I believe it. Right. And that might sound I'm sitting on the fence, but I just don't think there's been enough detail. There's, there's not been enough action taken. There's not been the process had to kind of think either way on it. Um, yeah. what I did find interesting is a lot of the behavior they were pointing out was of, despicable behavior in that was when he was at channel four which i found quite ironic um and i'm pretty sure there's a bit in the film uh, in the 
you know, the little fucking thing that they did on him, where Channel 4, or the people that were the journalists that were doing this documentary for Channel 4, asked Channel 4 for comment, and Channel 4 refused to comment on the, uh, Russell Brand working for Channel 4 to the investigators for the people that were making the documentary for Channel 4, which I thought was fucking some hilariously in Inception-level kind of, like, avoidance. Yeah. It's, like... I don't know, as you say, like, why has it all come about? You know, like, that. I do just I find it. In... Sorry, go ahead, man. No, I, yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, there seems to be a pattern of when, like, somebody bucks the trend and goes against the grain, then all of a sudden, then the private life or. I'm I, I'm not saying like if don't don't get me wrong for one second if this shit is all true like my opinion will be changed in the click of our fingers like but I've got my opinion just now it's willing to be changed and I'll I'll I'll, I'll just say that but like it always seems to be when somebody goes against the grain that there's always like somebody down to take them out and like there's always like a hidden agenda against people who. Maybe speak the truth, speak something that somebody doesn't like, and I, I just don't understand. I don't get it where it comes from. We should maybe watch what we're saying because we're on a media platform these days, if you know what I mean. But we're not going about exposing people or things like that, you know. Well, that that's the thing, right? Like, I think we're, you know, we're, we're not big enough anyway, are we? We have like a hundred people that listen no, to us, you know what I mean? And I kind of like that. I like that we've managed to keep it local for this at least because it is just us kind of chatting if we were just chatting yeah, anyway if somebody, you know? if somebody if we've seen the northeast corner appearing in like a documentary me and you would be absolutely buzzing <laughs> we would get like, we'd be like oh my god we're on the telly until they, the until they get to the poll segment and then we were like oh shit <laughs> yeah yeah oh fuck, oh fuck. get the passport <laughs> yeah but um I mean, obviously, like, recently, he's had, like, I believe he's supporting RFK Jr. in the American election and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, I don't agree, I don't agree with some of the stuff that he's coming up with. I think there's some of it that's, like, a bit wackadoo and a bit out there. But at the end of the day, in society, there's going to be people, everyone has different opinions from each other, right? And there's opinions that everyone holds that others are going to be like, well, that's a bit, you know, I don't believe that. That sounds crazy. But in my kind of version of a free society, everyone should be able to hold those opinions and express them like it is up to like me whether i view that content or opinion and how i feel but that's a me thing not them you know what i mean i think you start going down yeah. a bit of a slippery slope when you're like oh i don't like what you're doing now you're gone yes yeah as you say it's a slippery slope isn't it where does it end yeah i mean that, that is the thing right because like you know, everyone kind of talks about censorship now, and some of it is like, well, sometimes people are like, oh, censorship, censorship, they should never censor anything. It's like, well, that's not necessarily true, right? Because the no, internet... there's things that need to be censored, like, like, look at, like, <laughs> only, like, mad people think that things like the Ku Klux Klan shouldn't be censored, you know? Like, things like that, like, if you're actively preaching hate and things like that, of course that should be censored. You know, you've seen the way with ex how extremism works and how um, how easily people are manipulated over the internet and things. Look at the whole Andrew Tate things. Like, I'm I'm not wanting to get into Andrew Tate today, but 
like what we're also getting a wee bit, but you know, it's 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 went from a guy speaking on it and the internet to a fucking ideology. So I mean, yeah, like people live their their life like that now. Um, and I think it like the internet is definitely kind of um reinforced echo chambers, right? Yeah, like. Yeah, I, I mean, we're guilty of it as well, right? I, I, we've not had someone on yet that disagrees with us on something, and we've kind of been pretty transparent about we don't think we would be able to kind of handle that in a professional manner, which you no. know, that doesn't seem to kind of solve anything, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, as I say, it's all good if, if somebody disagrees and we've got a bunch of cage fighters and boxers in our fucking <laughs> in, in our inbox. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm only joking. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 taking people out of their comfort zone, isn't it? Yeah, and I think like people, I think especially in stuff like politics and that now, I think the thing that people kind of, and this is what's allowed like the likes of, you know, I know everyone's going to shit on me because he's obviously a popular dude in that, and if anyone says otherwise, they're kind of kidding themselves, but I see him at the UFC events and stuff like that, but Donald Trump, right? Like, you know, whatever, like I personally think, he's a really bad political candidate right my opinion um but you can't deny that like a really good chunk of america is is behind him right and they're not not all of them can you're be break, classed as mental people how about now uh yeah that's better okay but um yeah so as i was saying like when like even though i personally don't think he's a good political candidate and whatnot you can't deny that like there's a good chunk of America that's like right behind him, and you can't just label all those people as like fucking extreme. Do you know what I mean? They're... Yeah. So like you can't label them with all those red hot wearing racists who. If anything, who, that pushes more people towards him. I think. Yeah, I, I'd say so. <laughs> and um, but like I, I think with that kind of things, I think people latch onto personality now. I think the internet that has accelerated that immensely. It's not about policy or what are you going to do about this and that. It's just say a few um, sound bites, and people are ride or die by you, right? And that you know exactly what you just kind of mentioned with the the, the Tate stuff, right? That's what he's done. Um, yeah. And it kind of seems like when you get to that kind of cult following status, it doesn't matter what you may or may not have done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know how, like, with politics, I never really understood it. Why, like, you know how you're either the left or to to the right, and right. we all kind of know what that means. But why has there never been a party? And I know there's been ones that have tried and things like that, but why has there never been a party for the middle? You know, it's the most popular fucking like the the Liberal Democrats are trying to say they're a party for the middle, but they're not. They're not. They're if anything, they're a left wing party. You know they don't, they don't do much right wing things, but, but then um, they, they you know they sold their soul to the dark side when they did the whole coalition with you know David Cameron yeah. and that back in twenty ten. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So like, why doesn't parties come out and be like, yeah, we like this from the left and we like this from the right, and we're just going to take a bit of policies from both. Like that'd be so popular. But in the in the history of the last hundred years of the UK and the USA, it's always been a left or a right decision. I mean, I think the thing with that is, is like political tribalism is it's like most fierce, like as it's ever been, right? And I think people in the center, you're then yeah. 
you're then kind of i mean hated's a strong word but you're then kind of getting shitted on from both sides right like usually it's and i think even yeah. now it's like if you're not as left as someone else they class you as the right and vice versa okay yeah it's it's mad it's like well labor actually used to be the right tories used to be left like around about wartime and things change as well so strange how things work but yeah, it's going to be an interesting moment of the election next year. Or this year. End of this year. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the American one. Well, no, I think both of them are going to be next year. Well, I know the British one's next year. Yeah, they are, well, 2024, isn't it? So, because ours yeah. is every five years and theirs is every four. But how do you think that goes? What, the British or the American one or both? The UK one. Uh, I think Labour get in because I don't think the Tories have been able to fully recover from that whole kind of charlatan three months of Boris just finally meeting his kind of demise and then Trust coming in and just funking everything up. Um, yeah. And even though I think Sunak's probably regained them a bit of street cred within their base, like I don't think it's going to be enough. But it's weird. It's not because Labour have done anything good. It's just how bad the Tories have been for like the last fucking... 13 years or however long they've been in now. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that Keir Starmer's probably going to have a lot of um, Tory heavy policies. Hi. <laughs> but the thing is, I think it's going to be even more interesting to see what it looks like in Scotland as well, because obviously we've had our own political problems with like another kind of political cult figure and Sturgeon kind of getting outed as, you know, Sorry to say it, but like as a bit of a fraud, really. Do you know what I mean? So, um, it will be interesting to see how many seats the party in power up here uh, loses and who to. Yeah, I think Labour's going to make gains up here as mad as that sounds. Yeah, I agree. I think they will be the one that wins the general election, like as a whole. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean. To be fair, if it was like a figure like Jeremy Corbyn, I wouldn't be as like down about it. But Keir Starmer just no. kind of another Blairite, you know, says what he needs yeah. to say to get in, and then does the opposite kind of shenanigans. But Jeremy uh, Corbyn was just out there for the popular vote, and he obviously got that smear campaign against him as well, right? With the whole kind of he's an anti-Semite yeah. and all this type of shit that. You know, you you look at fucking yeah, that wanker Dominic Cummings and that come, like saying, yeah, we basically were behind that, and then the day that Boris got in because I didn't like him, I was trying to get rid of him. You know what I mean? Like acting all like a yeah. fucking smug prick and that about it all. But um, I think the American one. I think the reason why the American one's so compelling is because it is literally like a reality TV show sometimes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And like, it, yeah. I mean, it makes it more exciting because I, I would say our politics is pretty boring compared to theirs. There's definitely got more like showbiz around it. Yeah, definitely. And I think America sway like, more often as well. Like we kind of go with the status quo quite a lot. Hence why the conservatives or Labour have always had long runs when they've been in power. Um, but America swing back and forth between Republican and Democrat pretty frequently. Like fucking, we don't give a shit about our dates. They've got like American boost for size taking theirs and shit like that. Like the Price is Right, almost getting all like little, little booze and stuff. Um, I do enjoy the American debates and especially if Trump's going to be there because you just know it's going to be comedy gold yeah I mean that's the thing like that's one thing you kind of doubt about the guy and like he's funny yeah but yeah, like that, it's like a childish like thing in it it's like 
it's childish humor and like he is funny but like that doesn't mean that i think he's a good president or whatever and at the end of the day it's nothing to do with me because it's not my country but um i mean the thing that i'm kind of like almost dreading to see is because biden's obviously clearly like compromised from like just how like how old he is like you know what i mean i know trump's old as well but you can clearly tell it's having like a massive like if you look at a video from biden from 2015 to now it's like you, you know what i mean like it's just not the same person um yeah and they've kind of hid him from debating like the democrat challengers in the primaries like the likes of you know rfk and marianne williamson and all that but he's gonna have to debate most likely trump who's gonna win the republican primary right and as soon as he yeah. makes one gaffe it's done it's done in these streets, right? You know, but obviously at the same time, you've still got all the kind of legal stuff that Trump's obviously done that is still pending with like January 6th and the, you know, the uh, classified papers that he took to his fucking mansion and um, find me 11,000 votes trying to get the election, all that kind of shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's mad how like they always seem to have the two worst possible choices they could have picked. <laughs> there's um, it's a bit of a comedy show American politics isn't it it's like um, I suppose we can't really complain but it's like for a while we were like okay who's the next person he can't be worse oh fuck he's actually really worse yeah, yeah. Jesus <laughs> but um, no no it's interesting it's going to be a big year for it right next year and like how 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 fucked the economy is! I think that's going to have a massive sway on like, like obviously they set the manifestos and the promises and that, and I think it's going to be who can reduce the cost the most is going to be a popular vote. Pretty much right, and like in America especially, right, it feels like no matter what happens there, it's going to go bad. Yeah, like there's going to be trouble. Whoever mm -hmm. wins, right? Because let's you know it's going to be the Biden trump rematch in it like if you know if biden obviously makes it or you know even trump makes it right they're both really old guys but um it feels like like they're kind of battling it doesn't feel like any of these outsiders like ron DeSantis or uh you know rfk and all the other ones that are kind of trying to challenge them in the primaries don't really have any kind of chance right uh no so it looks like it's going to be them again and yeah if biden gets reelected. Trump's going to come out and say again that the election was rigged and then we've seen how that kind of transpired into what happened last time and if yeah. uh, if Trump wins then everyone's going to say there's a criminal as president and then the you know look at the reaction when he won in 2016 and stuff like you know what I mean so it, it there's it's a lose-lose situation really for um keeping the peace over there I would say yeah as long as there's no more fucking capital buildings getting stormed in court cases then we'll be all right but that's the I thing though, like that be. could happen again. But obviously this time yeah. they're not going to be taken surprised by it. Like I have you I'm gonna to have to link you this. There's a really good New York uh I think it's a New York Post or New York Times did a documentary on January sixth. And that is really, really like fucking eye opening, mate. Like it's really it's fucking brutal what happened that day. Um yeah. I'd highly it's on YouTube for anyone interested. It is age restricted because there is some like graphic footage because obviously there was a couple of people that died. Um but I would highly recommend watching it. Um, but I can see something like that happening again, but this time it not being like a surprise. And like, if they try to do something like that, where there's like the National Guard there, it, look at how, you know, heavily armed America is just as a, 
you know, a, a, as, a as a whole. Um, yeah. That, you know, that could spiral into something like out of this world pretty fucking quickly. Absolutely. It's mad. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a boiling pot happening. It seems our, our boiler pot in this country seems to have cooled down a bit though. There's there seems to be getting warmer and warmer. Yeah. And I think like for us it's like we're just kinda arguing on the internet quite a lot about it, but nothing really happens. Yeah. It's all pretty amicable compared to like them just going about with like, you know, when the January sixth thing happened, you seen like people with blue lives matter t shirts beating the fuck into police officers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like what the fuck is going on right now? Uh, it's mad and then fucking the whole time as well you've got all the NATO shit going on the whole Russia shit going on it's just like fucking hurts my head mate <laughs> like I don't know how people like I think it was about two three weeks ago I watched the news and it was just misery after misery after misery and it's just like there's a reason people don't watch this it's just fucking depressing yeah like the, You've got problems with the cost of living crisis. You've got problems with Ukraine. You've got problems with uh, general elections and presidential races. You know, that's just that's just the first three things that come to your head. Again, it's the the world just needs to fucking reset. I think. Do you know what? COVID COVID was one of the best and worst things that ever happened to the world because. A lot of people live their life differently now. Yeah, like it was like people were uh, reevaluated their life in that kind of time where that was going on and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously some people just lost their fucking minds. Yeah, and well, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Some people have went the other way and lost their fucking heads completely. You know, and like I'm not even just talking about world leaders. I'm talking about people I know and things. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You know, mm. but. Um, yeah, it's just a fucked time, mate. Absolutely fucked. And here we are sitting up and speaking on a podcast about it. Just think when the when the world goes to shit, at least we'll be out there digitally. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will be listening to this from a fucking bunker in seventy five years. It's like the yeah. only last form of media. Like they've managed to get a dial up to work or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Awesome. What else do you want to speak about before we go? Before we go, well, I, do you know what? We've never, I've never really got the chance to ever show you this, right? But the roadcaster and even the like the previous version of this has like sound pads. Obviously, we're gonna get the allegedly. I'm gonna get Paul in here before episode 100 just to record him saying allegedly, so I can get the allegedly button on here, right? But yeah. I found one, and this might take a few tries for me to find the right one. So bear with me. But I'm gonna try and find it, right? So bear your ear. So here's. I think this says Airhorn Record Scratch. What's the one I'm looking for? Because there was one where, like, the glass smashes and it makes it sound like Charlie Sloth, you know, that fire in the booth. Yeah. So we can have, like, <laughs> any any muddy rappers <laughs> that are out there <laughs> 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 talking about the real issues, you know what I mean? Um, uh, right, okay, let me, let me, all right, so this is Record Scratch. Okay. <laughs> Here's Airhorn. <laughs> do you know what sometimes i'm so tempted you know when i'm wearing the headphones and we've got guests in just to entertain yeah. myself because i would be the only one that could hear it 
like <laughs> like just like press these buttons randomly do you know what i mean like why else we got like someone makes a dad joke oh trust me wait 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 i'm glad you said that because if they if if, if we did have to bleep someone <laughs> I love it. But wait, wait, yeah. there is more, man. There is more. So I'm I'm gonna press something, so don't 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 freak out. So how's it going? What is that? It's me. Are you changing your own voice? Of course. Now I'm speaking through a megaphone. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, this is amazing. And now oh. you, you, and now I'm a monster. You need to dub this into uh, 100 right now and again. <laughs> oh, but you yeah. can put it on certain tracks, right? So I might like just randomly do it to like, if I were just, if I'm just wearing it, because we want to get people in on like the phone and that. I'm still wanting to do that. And that obviously now that we've done it, I've got the phone connected via wire. So whoever phone we're using, we'll just do that. And we can hopefully get some like guests on for like five, 10 minute periods. Um, yeah. What else have we got on here? I've got. Small robot. You know what I mean? The, 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 and I can put anything I want on here. Hopefully, the yeah, allegedly the, button being the first one. Um, but I, I need that. I need that Charlie Sloth smashing glass. So, like, someone says something right, I can like. I, I thought I had it on here, but I don't. But like, you know, we'll start off with like a wee. <laughs> because it's a big thing getting to episode one hundred. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It is, man. It's um. Uh, that that voice dubber could be so so lethal for prank calls. Like, well, that was the thing. Like, right, he's not probably coming on anytime soon. But we nearly managed to get the money neep on here, right? And that was someone that I really, really, really wanted to speak to. And I was yeah. I was saying to him, I was like, you don't have to like, because he was like, um, I, I I might come on in the future, um, because I'm thinking about you know breaking the kind of anonymity of my identity or whatever. And I was like, you don't even have to do that. I was like, I can assign these effects to just one channel, so you can like speak as a fucking monster or a, a high pitched robot or whatever, and be fine. You know what I mean? Like that was my plan for that one, and I suppose people were like, well, that wouldn't have been the real money neep then, and I'm like, but it would have, wouldn't it? Ah oh, man, that's that's amazing. That's, uh... What else we got? We've got a few left. We'll go through all of them, right? So we've got chimes. Oh my god, that is a perfect one. You know what? I'm going to film episode 100 and not have Paul here and then just kind of like edit him in with that sound effect. <laughs> just like fucking magic, man. Hold on. We've got trombone. I've not, never used this one, so like bear with me. That would be for a dad joke again. What else we got? I'm fucking getting carried away with this now. You could edit Paul in. With that genie sound, you could get somebody rubbing a tin of cider and then all, <laughs> all <appear>. Just, <laughs> I, I, we're just gonna clink these two cans of cider together and say there's yep. no place like home. <laughs> but, Mr. Shaw, how are you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, we then, can put our own stuff on here that, as well. So I, I yeah. When we do our election special, you need to chime Paul in with a red hat on. Oh my god! That would be 
we, yeah, like the the because you can like upload your own kind of sound effects on here. There's like limitless amounts of pages to do it. Like the the you know I've never used these functionalities before, and I really want to get into using them. Like you know speaking to people over the phone as well. I think that's another uh, useful one that would broaden the horizons of people that we could speak to in that. Um, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Right, we've got one more rim shot, which fucking sounds questionable as fuck, doesn't it? That one, but um. Oh, it's just like a what? That's a bit of a drum, isn't it? Yeah, so it's when need somebody make a dad joke. Aye, or if we ever make like a fucking detective duo podcast, we can have our theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> that one goes on for two minutes, so I, you know I had to pause that one early. But um, aye, so you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the four of us are starting our own sitcom, and it's the way it's starting the title sequence. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the fucking Friends credits come up, and it's just. Yeah. <laughs> the northeast corner. Have you ever seen um the Friends kind of intro, but it's World War Three and it has like everyone that's like involved in it? No. <laughs> oh, sometimes I go some down some mad YouTube rabbit holes, man. Honestly, I've been down some red Reddit rabbit holes recently. Oh god, yeah, that's even worse, man. Jesus. Jeez, yeah, they dread it. Reddit for anyone who doesn't know is a dark fucking place. Indeed. It's a dark fucking place. You will find anything on there. Like it's it's like it's like the the closest thing you'll get to the dark web that's not the dark web. <laughs> Aye. And and here is the thing, like one thing that I'm concerned about for episode one hundred, right? Yeah. And I will say this to Paul to his face. Sometimes when he goes hard on the mad dog he can he can press the accelerator too hard too early. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. over three hours, that's a long amount of time to keep someone on board. So I don't want to have to be doing the whole podcast just pressing this. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. It's a it's a good tool. It's a good tool. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I do have to get into like figuring out what we're gonna have. Like if I can find like. You know, if I can get, like you were mentioning with Scott Ramsey, someone like that could make us a theme tune and then just play it. And then I wouldn't even have to fucking put the audio file in on um, yep. Thingamabobber because this thing is fantastic. The, first, the the last one had these kind of things as well, but it's uh, obviously just its bigger brother, which is smaller, so it doesn't really make sense. But, um, you know. So uh, when did you play that again? Uh, what one am I playing again, sorry? Theme tune one. Oh. Right, so Scott, Scott Ramsey, if you're listening. This is what you got to compete with. Look at this funky music. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Scott, we, we like... We the best detective show about. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's going to come in with a shaved head and look like Kojak with a lollipop sticking <laughs> out his mouth. I'm going to be wearing the Columbo jacket. What are you talking about? <laughs> Paul's definitely the criminal in this episode. Uh, he's Ro- he's Robert Down- he's uh, Robert Downey Jr. He's Robert De Niro from Taxi Driver. <laughs> I <is> the Mohican. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the last of Mohicans. But um, I. But before we go, right, we've probably got about five minutes left. Uh, on a serious note, it is pretty mental yeah. that we're like closing in on the big one zero zero, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like when I from kind of. Sorry. From what started off as a little podcast speaking about beach star beach bar stories to 
Yeah, we, we, we've interviewed our local MSP. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably why he didn't share the post, because he went and seen the Beach Bar Stories one. <laughs> and he was like, this might ruin my credibility right now. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, like, I'll speak about this, because you'll hear this in the episode. One of the guys um, at my work, he works at our local body shop. And he's like, oh, I found your podcast. He's like, I'm working my way through them. I think I'm on episode 13 or something just now. I was like, mm. all right, okay. I was like, you're on the good stuff just now, mate. <laughs> I because, like, to be fair, we had a bit of an identity crisis when we started, right? Because to begin with, it was literally just me chatting with mates, right? And yeah. that still, there still is, like, a, a an element to that, right, with us and all four of us that really regularly kind of appear. But I never thought we were going to get to speak to you know, notable people, you know, I mean, I never really had that in my mind, it was just something that kind of grew arms and legs and, you know, that's what it was, yeah, you know what I mean, so, uh, by the end of the year, I still want to speak to Luke Beard, and that's someone that I'm definitely still interested in getting on, we have to reach out via email again, because we were in the process of setting something up, and then I guess maybe someone had came up and we lost cut uh, touch, um, yeah, I'm boy. yeah I know, we've got uh, potentially Shay as well, yeah, she messaged me yesterday, and said, he's, he's crazy, man. He's, I said it to you earlier, and he's over in Brazil just now, and then he's going away to Colombia and Costa Rica. He's just got back from Belgium, but he says he wants to do it when he's home, so it sounds like he wants, you know, he wants to come in. He doesn't want to do this remotely, which would be awesome. Like, cause yeah, that'd be mad. She, like, she's another one like Kev. Like, we we won't need to do much talking i i just want to listen for that hour hour and a bit you know um fascinating people fascinating people and like a beer first ever world champion and something also you mentioned beach bar stories were a thing of the past prepare for some fucking unhinged beach bar stories on episode 100 i'm not trying to give anything away but um i yeah i ain't giving it away either i'm gonna give you some benadorm stories yeah um one in particular that yeah, it's if you're listening now and you, you don't like pretty fucked up shit, don't listen to episode 100 when I'm going on about Benadorm. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why we have the explicit content warning. There's a bit sweary. There's a bit of there's a bit of everywhere. An inclusive podcast. We uh we speak freely. Oh no, that's yeah. Russell Brand show. We're not getting copyrighted. Never mind. Um, we've uh, never done a podcast without swearing, have we? Um, I probably did at the start because I was working at the time um, as an employability worker and I thought if work see this yeah. they might be like here but then episode 5 came along and I just kind of forgot about that and then here we are you know what I mean like, no we got lockheads we didn't swear th that's true yeah we yeah. didn't swear this we're on best exactly. behaviour for that one yeah, he, he thought we were more like a TV interview, though, so that's probably why. <laughs> he, well, he was like, oh, I just expected a dictaphone, and then I was like, no, no. You, no. you think we're amateurs in this shit? Yeah, we are BBC News. Yeah. We don't do introductions. <laughs> Sky News, sir. <laughs> oh, that well, that's another thing. Rupert Murdoch, he is banished. He is gone. Yeah, yeah, about fucking time. Aye, but, dinosaur man. Um, yeah, I was going to speak about Starfield, but I'll leave it to the next one. Aye, it's, aye. Because uh, sitting in Sitting in front of me. What? Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I broke the. Um, I I said we couldn't financially justify it just now with just the Christmas and things like that coming up. But what I have done is I bought a Game Pass for the Xbox for a month. So, so it's available I, on Game Pass. 
yeah, I can go on there and play it on Game Pass, mate. So, yeah, it's 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 so fucking. It, well, you play Skyrim, mate. You know how fucking deep that game got. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is Skyrim on steroids in space. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that should be the episode's title. <laughs> yeah, hi. Skyrim in space. <laughs> Skyrim on steroids in space. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we'll go with it. Um, oh, I, I was. Do you know what? I was actually wanting to call one of the episodes. I won't call it this because that is a better title. But I'll tell you a funny little story before we go, and I have one more question for you. Are you actually going to go? Sorry, just before you start, are you going to go with the episode title, episode one hundred for one hundred? Uh, I don't know. I'm going. I, I I like to wait and do the episode and then think of the title because something funny might have came up. Um, Something funny is going to come up, right? Yeah. Aye, so I, I suppose it's just how I feel at the time. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's use AI, good. but I'm like, I quite like my ability to make, like, you know, the six million decibel man. I was proud of that title. Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give anything away just now, but my missus was doing something at work the other day, and um, she had to write, like, there's some software we use online or something like that where, um, and she was asked to write up like guidance notes for it, and she was like, "Oh God!" And then her boss says, "You could probably use AI for it." Done it in like thirty seconds, mate. Yeah, yeah, scary how um, <laughs> I even like podcast artwork. You can type in what the kind of premise is of it, what the title is, and it gives you like five options within like five seconds, and it looks like it's been done by a perfect. Anyway, I well, we could be another how hour talking about that type of stuff, so. Um, How do you think about the Football Journal um, podcast logo? <laughs> it just—it looks good. It just needs to—it just needs to get up to the kind of resolution for it to fit the yeah. eye. So that's a, that's an easy fix. Do you know what I mean? We'll get round to that. Um, yeah. So I was out taking. Uh, no, sorry, I was out with a mate who takes uh, scotography. Who took the photos of the studio? Shout, uh, studio. <laughs> studio. Um, uh, so shout out to him, uh, scotography. Uh, also goes by the name of Scotty Pidotti. Uh He was out taking photos of the Northern Lights, right? Mm-hmm. And I, yep. I, I was with him, and he likes to do like time lapses, so they take like multiple photos in succession, and it makes like an animation kind of thing. Uh, so we're at Hopeman Beach, and then someone uh, came along because it was like pitch dark, so it kind of ruined the shot because the car lights got in the way. So we then repositioned to Lossy West Beach, and. Yeah. As we were driving down there, some kind of guy waved the car down and then we put the window down. He was like, oh, sorry, guys, I was just getting my dog. She's uh, blind, deaf, and someone else. I'm like, all right, no worries. And continue to then uh, do the, the photographs, right? Yeah. And as, uh, as my mate was parking up to go home, uh, this guy kind of came about with his like, fucking phone torch out. And he like he popped his head in the car when I was sitting. He was like, "I'm looking for someone." And I'm like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Scared the fuck out of me." You know what I mean? It was the middle of the night and everything. And uh, he was like, "What's your mate's name again?" So I said his name, and he was like, "Right." And he was like, "I'm gonna ask you a question. Don't hold it against me though." And I was like, "Oh shit! This is gonna be a good question." And he just went, "Does he do cocaine?" And I kind of stopped for a second, and I just went, "No, I don't think he does." And to which he responded with, ah, it's all right. I was just going to offer him a line. I just thought everyone that was into this was into that. And I'm like, what, what kind of connection between nighttime photography and cocaine have you picked up there? 
Like, <laughs> like I remember as we drove off, I was like, what a fucking world we live in, man, honestly. Um, so I, I was going to, when I was going to, when I was going to say that story, I was going to call the episode and well, obviously not now because this one is now Skyrim in on steroids in space. Uh, I feel like that's a title that could trick a lot of people thinking, oh, it's a video game review. And then they're like, nope, it's just a lot of fucking sound effects. And well, fucking... as long as they listen for that 60 seconds, then we're all good. Oh, yeah. And while you're here, leave a five-star review. You know you want to. Um, we need to get back above the Football Journals, which is our main competition now. Um, uh, I, but, uh, I've, got, I've got something I need to speak to you about once we're, once we're off here, about, about basically a cross-collaboration, but I'll, I'll speak to you in a second. All right, okay, okay. Um, but as we were like, I was I was going to title the episode "Walking in a Lossy West Beach Wonderland." <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, uh, Lossy West Beach at the dead of night. Would not recommend. There is some absolute characters down there. Uh, I I still can't get over that fucking. How does that equation even work? Nighttime photography. I bet they're into narcotics. <laughs> some. Sort of... Well, you know, each to their own. Some some collaboration, that though. It's fucking. <laughs> Aye. I just see someone with like a fucking middleless cam, and I was like, oh, I better get the ching out for this, head. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. It's your first thought. Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Anywho, I've got I've got one more question for you before we go. I just want to simply Yo. ask you what has been yep. your favourite episode so far? My favourite episode? Four. Oh, well, I guess this will go two ways. The favourite one that you've been a part of and one that you've just kind of watched. Um, I... My favourite episode probably to be a part of, I enjoyed going to Melissa's one. I thought that was very different. Definitely. Um, I, I don't know. Just something different about it. It was the same as um, Pam and... Um, Forest. I enjoyed both of them ones. Um, to watch, I I quite like you and Paul, you and Paul's ones. Oh yeah, yeah. They get a bit um, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think like one of my one of my favorite things of all time is the one with Paul's ringtone. Like, oh like, fuck that, that! That's just yeah, yeah. That's just absolute like. You can't write that shit, mate. You know, aye. It's uh, it, it's it's proper funny. But I also did enjoy. I enjoyed the early ones with like uh, Chris Grant and Scott Ramsey. Oh, aye, aye, aye. Where the mop made an appearance. Musicians say Murray. Aye, um, aye. That that kind of. I I always say it died a death, but it was just like ah, yeah, you know, I've got the title you? for the podcast now. Anyways, what about yourself? I think my favorite podcast moment has got to be when we were talking about beach bar stories and we had to reminisce about the guy. Do you know what? I'm actually, we've got a guest coming up that you're, um, you reached out to, right? Is it okay if I say his name? Yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine with it, right? Yeah. So, uh, Lewis Grant. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. They used to train with SBG. Yeah, Lewis Scott, Lewis Lewis Scott, Scott I've not, sorry. I've not, not reached out to him yet, but like, we, we talk, so yeah. it wouldn't be an issue. Right. So, yeah. um, he used to work security at the beach bar, right? Yeah, and I want to ask him. I hope he's, I hope he's not a listener, right? Because this will totally ruin me actually being able to ask him on the spot. I want to ask him if he remembers the time that when he was working security at the beach bar, when the guy uh, 
was saying to someone outside having the smoking area, oh, it's all right, you know, I've got a machete, I can show you. And we were all like, oh, yeah, he's just a fucking mental fucking cunt. He's probably just away, he was steaming or something, right? And no, he came back with a machete. He came back with a machete. <laughs> right? But here is the Holy. thing. Here is the thing. And this is brilliant yeah. because you will see this on Beach Bar Stories, uh, episode 10, I think, if you want to go and check this. On YouTube, I highly recommend going and watch it on YouTube because you know the timestamps on YouTube where you watch YouTube videos, it tells you what's going on? Yeah. That is one of the only episodes of where YouTube have done it. And when we talk about this fucking bit, it just has the fucking caption as the machete situation. <laughs> <laughs> but the best bit about it was that the guy that brought the machete and got arrested by the fucking police and everything, right, was not banned yeah. from the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and we seen him we seen him in the fucking Queen Street co-op the next day holding two chihuahua dogs and we're like this this is just fucking crazy but um, yeah that's something that I would uh, like to ask him about um, so that was one of my favourite moments um, uh, there was Aiden Stevens' rant was good about Chivas that was yeah. a good one um, uh, I like the Will one we did recently actually it was something that I don't think we'd done before Oh, you yeah, still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still yeah. here, mate. Um, but I, there's been loads, though. I've enjoyed them all in different ways. Like, it's good because yeah. we're all kind of, I'm not saying this is like the end of an era or anything. We'll still do Northeast Corner episodes, but with me doing like the producing now for other people, um, you're doing your own thing with the football journals and the coaching. Um, yeah. Like, we're all kind of. It's not that. It's not that we won't be doing Northeast Corner. It's just maybe it's just going to slow down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think. You know, I mean, I, I I don't know what it's like, but it's it just feels like it is like time to probably not because I, I would like to go back to doing some like remote interviews myself and that you know because I I did that yeah. one with um uh the ADHD's his female uh, podcast who I had on in in June and yeah even I I think I've became quite reliant on having a co-host sometimes because I, I got really nervous for that and I was looking back at some of the earlier episodes where I was doing this kind of mostly by myself um and I was like I would like to get back to doing something like that do you know what I mean um, yeah absolutely I, we all have like our own things that we want to talk about and stuff like that don't we so um yeah yeah I'm looking forward to it all though I'm looking forward to to episode 100 I'm looking forward to producing more shows Looking forward yep. to everything that's going on in my life at the moment. Um, I so I guess I guess yep. that is us for episode ninety seven, my friend. The audio only ones are, are right. good because we get to go on a little bit longer than what like a video one would most likely go on for. But uh, exactly. Uh, before we go, because you know corporate stuff yep. and that, and now that we've been overtaken by some new sheriff in town, apparently <laughs> now more than ever. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. No, no comment. No comment. Now more than ever, if you're watching or li well listening rather, because it's audio only, Apple, Spotify, five star review. There is a hundred of you that listen to this show over all the platforms. I know. It. I see the analytics. I know you're there. If you're listening, you're like, oh, he doesn't know I'm there. I know you're there. You can leave yeah. that two seconds of five star review and let's boot this imposter podcast out of town. Okay. Regain top spot. Anyway, um, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna break a little bit of a trend here to end off the episode. We're gonna we're gonna leave you on some funky music. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.